Welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Work Reset Revolution. And today I'm with Dr. Ian Amanga, who is the founder of Breathwork Africa and also the author of Breathe, Strategizing Energy in the Age of Burnout. Welcome, Ida. Thank you, Cara. So wonderful to be talking with you today. It is wonderful to have you here. And no, I'm very, very excited. And having been born in Africa myself, it's just very special to hear all the important work that you're doing at the moment. So Actually, one of my first questions I wanted to ask you is much of your work relates to breath work, specifically in mindfulness. And I particularly like the idea of, and correct me if I pronounce it wrong, humanity. So it's humanity. Humanity. Yeah. <laughs> that's raised on your website. And I was wondering if you could talk about why that's important and the benefits of breath work. Yeah. So before I answer that specific question, Cara, I think let's just take a little step back and I'd like to maybe take you on a journey of how I got to breathwork in the first place. So I trained as a medical doctor and worked in a GP practice for a few years. And in the process, realized that for me to support sustainable wellness, kind of had to do some of the training. So what I mean is that I felt I needed to shift the paradigm of medicine for myself to support sustainable wellness and realized that the symptoms that I was seeing in my GP practice was really the tip of the iceberg of the whole story of the human being that was sitting in front of me with all their stories and their history and their trauma and you know what they were experiencing in terms of their life and their families. And I really wanted to practice medicine in a way that supported the whole person. And then I started to practice medicine in in integrative medicine. But often integrative medicine is not always accessible to many people. You know, functional medicine often means that we have to eat in a completely different way than we normally eat, especially in the context of South Africa that we need to be thinking about the supplements to be taking. And especially, you know, where integrative medicine and functional medicine is going right now, it's often not very accessible to people. So I started to think about what does integrative medicine mean in our current context? How can we bring this holistic model of wellness to more people? How can we make sustainable wellness, you know, something that is simple, that is easy to access. And through my own personal journey with conscious breathing, I realized that here is a tool that we take for granted. It is a biological function that if we know how to work with skillfully and consciously can be a way for us to tap into our most powerful internal resources. And this is accessible to every person. And so I was really inspired to understand how 
to bring breathwork to more people, especially in a world where so many of us are experiencing burnout, and to see our physical and emotional symptoms in the context of energy management. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, going back to the sort of question then, so if you'd be able to share a little bit more about humanity, I hope yes. I said it probably, and how we can fit that into our working lives, really. Yeah. So I've been delving deeply into the field of conscious breathing, and it really has exploded in the last two years, and especially after the pandemic. You know, we are starting to become more aware of how important our breathing is this biological function that we take so for granted. And so if we look into the field of modern breathwork right now, we see that there are so many tools and practices and schools and styles and approaches. And practicing breathwork in the South African context, in the African context, is certainly really humbling. And I started to think about what are the principles of wellness that we learn from an environment like this that is under-resourced, but yet every person on the planet uh, can learn from. And, you know, being African and having the African kind of the roots yourself, you understand that here is a connection to the land, that the modalities here bring us back into our physical bodies. And, you know, this is one of the first things that happen when we disconnect from the body when we are in a state of stress. We kind of get caught up in thoughts and in stress-related behaviors, and we often disconnect from the wisdom that resides in the physical body itself. And a lot of the modalities, the African traditional wisdom traditions, they're steeped in embodied practices. And... You know, so for example, even clapping or rhythmic music, this is a way we know gets us back into the wisdom of the bodies. That coming together in community, just even sitting in the circle, you know, in traditional African villages, for example, communities came around the baobab tree. And this concept of Ubuntu, which is interconnectedness, I am because you are, I am because we are all connected is a way of being that I feel we need to come back to, that we are not just isolated, we are all connected. And how do we bring this back into our wellness paradigms? And I feel that humanity, which is the approach that we are offering as a way to approach conscious breathing, is something that the whole world can benefit from. So humanity stems from the word pneuma, which is the Greek word for breath or spirit. And it is the same, you know, we find this word or the meaning of this word in almost every ancient tradition and practice. Chi, pneuma and prana, and in the African traditions, num, tu. It all means the spirit and breath. So pneuma is really to ground the essence of life that is us. And the second root word is humanity, which is really grounded in the concept of Ubuntu. So that's the word humanity. So how do we come back to the essence of life and breath, which is within all of us, which connects all of us as humanity? 
So it is shifting the space in which we are operating from as humans and in the workplace, certainly. Absolutely. I think that's such a wonderful concept. And, you know, we want to get back to more of that, you know. So how would you be able to, so how would this kind of help in the modern day workplace? And also, what do you think the issues are at the moment in the modern day workplace? The modern day workplace is uh, an interesting place because it's shifted from the office. And we know in the last two years, the workplace is very much our homes. And, you know, we've been talking so much, especially as it relates to energy management and burnout around work-life integration. And this concept that has shifted from work-life balance to work-life integration has taken on a whole new meaning since the pandemic. So in a way, it's humanized the workplace because we are working within our home environments. And so we're showing up more authentically. You know, we are bringing our full selves into the workplace. So as much as there has been a physical disconnect, I'm sensing that in some ways we are more authentically connected working virtually. It's quite a paradox, actually. So, you know, I'm seeing someone in a meeting, but they are in their home environments you know, they have their pets, their children walk into the room. And so it kind of humanizes the workspace, which is quite exciting. The flip side, yeah, yeah. So the flip side of that, however, is that we are needing to rapidly shift our attention from one focus point to another. And we, we are multitasking in a way that we never have before. As a result, this rapid shifting of attention is incredibly draining for the part of the brain that is responsible for attention and focus, which is the prefrontal cortex. So we only have capacity to operate from the prefrontal cortex for a certain amount of time until it switches off and we default to a functioning that is more automatic. So what that means is, we need to be even more vigilant about how this works and understand for ourselves what this means. So in order to really show up in the new work spaces that we find ourselves in, means that we all should be taking some kind of responsibility for understanding how this whole body-mind system works. And what that means for us, how to consciously switch off that default mode and to zoom out and to tap into our inner resources and find ways of rest, ways to rest that are firstly unique to us in understanding our unique bodies, that we are all different, that we all have different ways of recharging. It's understanding our unique circumstances. What gives us energy? What drains our energy? You know, and what are the tools that we can learn that are immediately accessible, effective, and simple for us to just pause, stop, reflect, feel, and then re-engage? You know, so it's the skill of energy management 
that is really exciting that our current work situation is offering us an opportunity to learn more about. So interesting. And I read that actually in the workplace, when we are working, that 80% of us hold our breath when we're starting to read an email or we pick up our phone. And I thought that was really interesting and just becoming aware of, you know, the fact that we're holding our breath when we're stressed, we breathe, don't we? We breathe superficially. So in terms of breath, how could the listeners start helping themselves a bit? That's a really good question and observation, Cara. And the breath is really fascinating because it is an automatic function. It is something that is happening without us even realizing it and is a language. So every thought that we think, every emotion that we feel, every action that we engage with has a corresponding breathing pattern. So like you said, you know, we're opening up our email, what is reactively happening to the breath as we go into a mini stress response? You know, we're concentrating in a meeting, what's happening to our breath? And so eventually over time, because of the way that we're living and working, we develop habits and patterns of breathing that get stuck or locked in that particular pattern which then becomes our default way of breathing, which in turn has a very real impact on our energy levels, our concentration, and our well-being in general. So the first thing is to be aware of how important this is. I don't think any of us should be negating the importance of our breath and how important it is in terms of becoming self-aware, but also showing up and managing our energy more consciously. So we work in the humanity framework with the art of breathing. And the art is an acronym for awareness, regulation, and transformation, the A-R-T. And so the basis of conscious breathing is breath awareness, which is also the basis of any mindfulness practice or meditation practice simply observing how we are breathing before we change our breath in any particular way. Can we notice? Can we develop the skill of noticing when we are holding our breath reactively, when we are typing an email, when we are scrolling through social media, when we are concentrating in a meeting? You know, what is our breath doing? And so in practicing a conscious breathing practice for perhaps even 10 minutes a day builds that awareness so that we are carrying that breath awareness throughout our day. And so that's the first step in conscious breathing. The second step is regulation. So breathing regulation, which has three parts to it. Breathing for relaxation. So how do we breathe in a way that brings relaxation to the system, that activates the body's rest and digest mode. For example, before we fall asleep, you know, how do we break out of that stress response and support the body's way of healing itself? And then, you know, breathing for energy. How do we breathe in a way that is incredibly energizing when we need that energy boost? And then breathing for balance. So breathing in a way that brings a sense of calm focus. And then we have breathing techniques that are deeply transformative that can be held by a breathwork practitioner in a very therapeutic way 
It is a breathing technique that is incredibly cathartic, that supports the space for trauma release. And so that's a deeper dive breathing experience. So then we have this whole range of breathing practices that we can tap into and use in the way that is most relevant for us. Absolutely fascinating. I've been so interested in the breathwork techniques and I've been practicing myself for a while now. And I found something that, you know, because I was becoming more self-aware of the way I was breathing, I started at moments throughout the day to just put my hand on my chest like this. It was just my kind of little signal to focus in on my breathing and you know I need to sort of longer breath out but just take that moment to see how am I doing how's my body how how is my breath and that would just sort of send to me whatever call I would be on or you know walking somewhere it's just that moment of self-check-in isn't it (laughs) yeah absolutely that we need to be building into our everyday lives you know so I call them recovery loops so between, mm. yeah, between our emails, between our video calls, can we take a moment to exactly what you've just said? One hand on the belly, the other on your heart, you know, and breathing from deep within, from one hand to the other, softly, soft inhale and slow exhale. And simply one minute or even 30 seconds of breathing that way changes the mode in which we're operating is a mini recovery loop. So can we kind of really insert these mini recovery loops throughout our day so that by the time we get to the end of our workday, we're not so exhausted or not so adrenalized that we have a way of very simply managing our energy throughout the day. And breathing is always there. You know, it's the most immediate way to tap into our inner resources. Absolutely. So that brings me to our final question and it's been so interesting to learn all about this. And so do you have any ideas maybe related to work stress and looking after our cognition for how we can solve these issues in the workplace? Or in other words, what does a work reset revolution look like to you? Well, the workplace revolution right now for me, is a really interesting opportunity to bring our full selves into the workplace. So as we are experiencing work-life integration, we also have an opportunity to experience integration of our body, mind, and spirit. In fact, it is the only way that we can show up in the workplace of the future. So the workplace of the future is empowering because we understand how our body-mind system works and we have the tools in which to work with it very skillfully and very consciously to support open-hearted resilience. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So bringing a body-mind and spirit into the workplace, our authentic selves. Thank you so much, Ida. It's been wonderful to talk to you today, and I'm sure the listeners will really benefit from your wise words today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cara. Thank you for listening to the Work Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. 
Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at softersuccess.com to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Thank you.